0: hey guys so welcome to the third episode season four of the Teen News podcast show and in this season we are going to discuss journeys of various podcasters all around the world and how they are doing podcast their future goals and many more and she is the host of how i fuck podcast and it's pretty interesting because you must be thinking out of all the other topics why choose this topic and that's something that we will hear it out soon enough she also books podcasts for other new podcast companies which actually recently heard from someone else, but still, I didn't know how how people do that. So we will dig into that as well. So guys, let's welcome Natalie to the show. Nat, uh, welcome to the show. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, Yes. So my name's Natalie and I am the host and creator of the How I Fuck podcast. So we are a podcast about sex and inclusivity, diversity. So I think people usually, when they think of, um, when they hear about our podcasts, They think it's going to be very like, uh, I mean, obviously it does get graphic, but it's not really meant to be a confessional tell all kind of like juicy kind of podcasts in that way, Um, though there's nothing wrong with those kind of podcasts. Um, Our podcast is uh, trying to be a little more educational. Mm -hmm. And I think what we try to do every episode is that we try to spotlight a different person from a particular community or who has like a specific background or lifestyle or condition and ask them what sex is like for them Mm -hmm. and when I say what is sex like for them I don't necessarily just mean partnered sex Mm -hmm. I mean whatever sexual pleasure means to them so whether that is um, masturbation or whether that is um, anything that turns them on that doesn't necessarily mean like physical sex you know intercourse Um, so Yeah, that's what that's what we do. And I think the reason why we want to do that is because we want to bring awareness Mm -hmm. to people who might not have the tools um, to reach to to reach orgasm or to have sexual pleasure. For example, our first episode is with Andrew Gerza, who is a disability awareness consultant. And so Andrew lives with cerebral palsy. And our episode focuses on um, his journey with sex Mm -hmm. throughout his life um, as a person with cerebral palsy, CP as they call it. So he talks to us a lot about um, how his sex tools aren't really don't necessarily work for him when sex toys don't work for him because of the dexterity in his hands because of his um, CP. So we talked about that how there should be sex toys that meet those needs, and we also talk about how he isn't he hasn't had really good experiences. Mm. dating online so for him he's had to hire sex workers so we also talk about the legality of that you know I think that a lot of sex workers throughout just decades have been looked down on it seems like a kind of um it's a it's a job that people have a lot of issue with but a lot of people with disabilities do benefit from sex workers so that's really what our podcast is about is just finding out where, where people need more help or need more tools in order to like gain sexual pleasure, but -hmm. also just finding out, you know, why maybe the things that they like, like (laughs) what inspired that or the, you know, why do they like that?
0: Yeah. 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 I can understand that. And, you know, uh, you said saying that, you know, where they can find the tools for, you know, for pleasures and everything and stuff. And I just want to ask uh, what's your take on this, you know, this porn industry because uh, in our country recently what happened was, you know, it was around like uh, three months. I think so they actually thought that uh, many rapes were happening in our country you know, recently because uh, many like I would say uh, I don't know particular reason for it many people were, you know, uh, getting raped and many girls were, you know, uh, even burned after, you know, getting raped. There's so many like suicidal thoughts and lots of stuff happened and our government declared that, you know, this due because of uh, pornography this actually happened. So for some people, they say that it's an outlet for. Okay? because for people, even I have consulted doctors that are saying that. Do you think uh, it is uh, okay to ban porn, like sites or anything like that, or will there be any consequences for? It? Because for some people, they actually use it as an outlet rather than you know go, uh, like entering into like sex works or anything like that. They use it as an outlet. So what's your take on this porn industry? Do you think it's actually um, you know good for some people, or you know uh, how, how what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Actually, um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Just because I watched a series on Netflix recently, mm-hmm. um, by Vox, and they said that India just they completely banned porn. Is that correct? Like, if there's a complete ban on it,
0: or? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, they have banned the websites. Probably uh, not, like you know, the industries on the website, but uh, obviously, you know, it's easy to find another website. You know, to get onto that, it's it's so easy on today because you know it's like uh, how to say. Uh, movies, how movies are getting, you know, uh, rather than on uh, being on legally, they are getting illegal attractions and all, just something like that. So yes, they have banned legally. They have banned like a law has I been mean, issued, but still there are many loopholes for that. So yeah, yes, is the answer for the question.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. That's that's. Uh. I mean, well, actually, maybe not cool. I'm not sure. So <laughs> I think that. I you know it's interesting because I have this podcast which is about sex Mm -hmm. but I actually don't watch porn um Mm. I uh it's it's also kind of I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to sex so I actually Mm -hmm. don't watch porn which I think is probably why I decided to start this podcast Mm. um but you know from friends and from people who I've been with it always seemed like a very educational, like for them, it was very educational, Mm -hmm. you know? But I also do see, I have noticed like the downside to porn and I don't think it's necessarily, um, things with mental health, but maybe there are studies about that and and I'm not aware of that, you know, so I don't know too much about that. But I will say, and this is something that we explore in our next episode, Mm -hmm. I will say there is a lot of sex racism when Mm. it comes to porn. And by that, I mean categorizing people, uh, you know, just having categories in porn specifically about people of like color yeah. So having like the ebony categories or the mm-hmm. asian categories and even in the titles like uh black girl gets this mm-hmm. and this by black cock or something you know um it's just something that i've spoken to some of my friends who are black who don't feel comfortable with you know um it's already they seem to pretty already othered when it comes to dating as it is you know and so to be completely othered and categorized come from like just in the porn industry i just think there are some repercussions to that i do think that that can be quite a negative because Mm -hmm. i think people when they watch something and they see that there is a special category for a certain community, I think they start thinking that that community, therefore, is other. That community, therefore, is, like, different from them, and they should be, you know, and maybe they should even be fetishized, which is something else that we cover, which is, like, you know, people saying, like, I've never been with, like, an Asian person or a Black person. I've, I've actually kind of had experiences like that where I dated someone and they were like, oh, I've, you know, I'm always with Latinas, like, that's my thing, you know, and that's not really something, Yeah. I mean, I guess, thank you for, uh,
0: <laughs> for, the for uh,
1: dating, <laughs> yeah, for dating out of your culture, I guess that's cool, for exploring other cultures, but mm. I don't think that, that doesn't feel too great to know that a person might have specifically went for you because of, like, your uh ethnicity as opposed to, you know, everything else um so i think that could i think that is kind of a negative when it comes to porn but from my understanding it seems very educational you know and mm-hmm. i think that now we're really lucky that there are so many different options when it comes mm-hmm. to porn and you don't necessarily have to go to porn you can go to porn sites that are more um they're more lgbtq friendly they mm-hmm. don't categorize you know they don't have an ebony category mm-hmm. um they don't, uh, yeah, they don't categorize people based off race, you know, they're a little more uh, understanding, a little more PC when it comes um, to the way that they categorize things, you know. I will say also that you, you brought up uh, porn and sexual trauma, uh, an episode that we explore later in our season is um, about a sexual assault survivor, and she actually explained to me that Porn and seeing images of people being violated actually helped her uh, during her recovery. And okay. from what she told me, the reason why was that, you know, uh, you know, obviously during her trauma, she wasn't in control. She she lost complete control of, you know, she someone uh, took advantage of her. And so, being able to watch images or to choose the kind of porn she watches. And that specific porn kind of gives her control again. Like she is in control of the situation, which is a reason why she also turned to BDSM. You know, Mm. Uh, some sexual assault survivors go use BDSM BDSM as a way to to cope. You know, because Mm. it gives them more leverage. It gives them more control. But yeah, porn is very very tricky. It depends who's making it, and it depends, like, why you're kind of clicking on it as well. Um Like, studies have shown that, you know, when something is going on, unfortunately, like, whether, for instance, like, the war on terrorism here in the United States, like, with 9-11, um, a lot of people were looking at porn from people, like, of people in the Middle East, you know, <laughs> like, they think it's so taboo, so therefore they fetishize it, and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, um, and the same thing with, like, unfortunately the same thing with uh black men and porn where it's black a black man with a white woman or the white man gets embarrassed or you know a no. black man steals his white woman you know it's kind of like these uh these social these ideas that we have here in society they kind of um bled into the porn that we we watched and i think it's important to keep that in mind
0: yeah yeah i after after hearing all this, I I I think I, I will I will be actually guilty if I didn't say this because uh, I was still searching for guest or uh, you know for coming out of a podcast and I actually came across you in a comment in somewhere in the comment you were actually commenting on that. So you go, okay, okay, let's explore who she is and uh, what's her podcast all about. So I went in, I saw. At first, how, what I thought, I mean, like, wow, I mean, like, how can someone have a podcast? Because you are the first person that I actually saw who has a podcast like this. I've never seen anyone, uh, not many people as I've seen uh, who has a podcast like this. I mean, like, not judgmental, just saying different in a way. So, uh, so I went and I possibly, like, thought of, you know, texting me. Then I actually, uh, my kind of side is actually so orthodox. People don't like talking about this, you know, uh, this pornography or things and stuff. But I think sometimes you have to teach people the bad. You know the bad stuff just to know them that it's bad and you shouldn't go, go over it so actually you know i i was so afraid i didn't text you so and then when i posted the you know the in-case communication and when you texted i was like okay the universe is saying go on interviewer then maybe you can you know explore some things that and you can help some people so i'm just, sorry for that but still i don't know the reason why is that i was i was really afraid at first because i know what uh, but people will say like you know if someone you do that and what people will say but everyone is actually doing this. You know, I actually had a you know pornography problem before. Like, I was so addicted to it, and actually consulted my doctor and said that uh, you know what to do, doctor. I am having this. So he said, you know, though it's not possible to remove everything. So what you can do is just you know uh, like you know four times a month or five times a month. You know, reduce that. So it'll it's also healthy in some way. I don't know, porn and masturbation stuff. So you do that, and he also said that many people will be doing it. Your friends. Uh, you know, you even you even some elders may be doing it, but they just won't say it to you. For the sake of their pride, they won't say it to you. So for that, uh, you know, don't think that everyone is really good, so good, and they are not, they're really monks, they are not. Uh, you know, just uh, you know reduce that and you will be healthy as possible. So yeah, I think I think that's one of the reasons why you know I should be afraid to text, but I don't know, maybe uh, it is gonna happen. So the reason why I said all is that, uh, did how many oppositions did you get at first? Because obviously. You know doing something like this, people will always think that why do this? there are many problems i mean like you are booking podcasts for someone else, you can also do podcasts about that as well so how how many oppositions did you actually you know came across i mean like if don't you don't need to go too personal if you don't want to no problem with that so just uh, let me know what like if someone starts something like this. You know not even not too much like this or even something like you know how to pick a girl at some you know bar or how to uh, you know talk to the girl something like that itself is being judgmental these days i mean like what a man needs a girl so what's your problem with that i don't know so yeah you know what's your take on that i mean like your opposition and stuff
1: yeah so i didn't really get any pushback when i decided to do this i will mm-hmm. say that i decided to start this podcast In 2019, I started telling my friends and my boyfriend, who is an audio engineer, and he records the episodes, and Mm -hmm. he mixes and masters them. He's really talented. I told him about it, too. But um, the thing is that I really didn't, like, I decided on it, and then we did the interviews. We did some interviews. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, and then, yeah, and then I unfortunately went through some health stuff, and then later the pandemic happened, you know, and so I finally, because of the pandemic, I finally got a chance to really, really work on this, but I didn't, I don't feel like I got too much pushback because I don't think anyone, anyone believed that I was actually going to do this. Like the friends that I told, because I had a podcast idea that, um, I had an idea for a podcast, like, Oh, like before that. Um, I think in like 2018 I wanted to do a podcast about immigration and then Mm -hmm. I realized that that was really hard (laughs) and that would be like very very not to say that a podcast about like sex isn't but Mm -hmm. um, yeah immigration is it's hard it was about undocumented immigrants Mm -hmm. and which is undocumented immigrants are obviously very kind of hard to find you know so I kind of uh, shelved that idea and then decided to just to do this and the reason why I decided to do this was because I read this article about this sex coach with dwarfism who noticed that there wasn't anyone with dwarfism who was talking sex education with people with dwarfism because people with dwarfism they have they have different needs. Some of them, their arms are too short to reach Mm -hmm. their genitalia. And then some of them, they can't straddle because they have hip problems. Mm -hmm. And yet people weren't addressing that. So she took it upon herself to start talking about that. And so when I read that article, that's when I decided on this. And then also I'm just kind of I would just like wonder very weird things like I would just be like how do like how do homeless people have sex like how do homeless people like say you're homeless for years you have no privacy yeah. where do you, you have that it's I think it's a human right I think it's a definitely a need you know um, to either to masquerade to have sex and so um, I didn't get too much pushback I thought I would get pushback from my family Uh, but my dad I think he's not too surprised by me at this point you know I come from a journalism I have a journalism background and uh, I was a producer at attention which is a digital media company that covers a lot of things in terms of like politics and social justice and I did a lot of videos about like cannabis and sex and B D S M and what we can learn from that you know so i don't think he was too surprised from it but like i said before i think people when they hear this they think that when i tell them about it they think it's um gonna be a podcast about uh just like sex and like just talking about like the juiciest details mm-hmm. or even that i'm gonna be talking about my sex life i try not to on the podcast because for me I, I i think it's more about like the person that i'm interviewing yeah
0: yeah, it's, it's actually all about the guest. I think so you whenever know, doing uh, interviewing podcaster and uh, you know, j- just one thing I say. I mean, it's really great you didn't get any opposition. I mean, like, trust me, if if something is happening in my country or especially especially my side or something like this, obviously they would just you know make you run, and they would just you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't, know, I don't know how to describe that, but seriously, really, uh, they would like really oppose a lot. I mean, like, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe I actually interview a lot of foreigners, you know, all over the world, so. Uh, maybe my thinking, maybe really broad, like thinking like, it's, it's just, you know, sex. So what? I mean, like, it's not going to be the end of the world, something like that. I mean, it's not, that's what need. So yeah, I think, you know, people might <laughs> hit away on that. So, you know, one technical question is that you said you were booking podcasts for some other people. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that. I mean, how, how do you actually do those kinds of things?
1: Okay. How do I make the podcast then? Mm, yeah. for them. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So, um, I hosted and I actually, I edit the episodes too, but my boyfriend, Ben, mm-hmm. who's our audio engineer, he records it. Mm-hmm. So I was very fortunate that the person that I'm in a relationship with and that I live with has this equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he has this equipment. He has, you know, he has so much experience. Uh, he's worked on like, he's, he's worked on so many different projects with so many great people. So that was a win that was really awesome and so he records it i you know i host it but i also do i mean i'm the one reaching out to people Mm. i'm the one trying to research and trying to find the ideas for the episodes and i'm also the one who scripts them so the thing with my episodes is that i didn't necessarily want it to be just a conversation i wanted to be a little more um a little more uh educational like i i wanted to kind of like record myself and like have voiceover in order to have the story go a little faster and in order to um fill in some some things you know so whenever we have someone explaining something like mentioning something like um like HRT for instance I'll come in and try to explain that I think like the inspiration behind that was a lot of NPR podcasts like Invisibilia for instance so um you know, that requires a lot of, like, me scripting and me researching, and so I decided to, and I don't think I ever really was good at asking for help growing up, (laughs) especially because I wasn't around that many people who could help, I guess you can say, you know, I, you know, at that time, my family wasn't as big as it is now, and I didn't have too many friends growing up, so I definitely learned now as an adult that it's, like, okay for you to ask for help, and so I reached out to a friend who is a script, um, who is a copy and fact checker for, um, a, a really big streaming service for podcasts there. So I reached out to her and she looks over the pod, uh, podcast episodes. And then I have friends who are in digital marketing, ask them if they can help me out with that. So they have been helping me out with that, um, but yeah it's it, it these episodes aren't really easy to do unfortunately yeah. like I I really wish I could do weekly because I think the best way to market your stuff like mm-hmm. the best thing you can do for your podcast is to have like content all the time so like every, you know weekly is like really great because like the more content you have like the more like it will just grow from there but because these episodes take a lot more time mm-hmm. I definitely I you know decided to do it bi-weekly um, and then when, a, you know, a situation happens or like when opportunity shows up, like I really have to grind in order to get that episode out. But, um, you know, I really had to reach out and look at the, you know, look at the people that I'm friends with, see what kind of like resources they have. I also have a friend who is a professional voiceover artist. And so I was very not confident with my voice at the beginning of like this podcast of this project. Um I think the first episode that we ever like edited, like that we ever like completed, I re-recorded that episode like three times, like my own voice. You know, it's not like I did the interview over (laughs) again. I couldn't do that. But I re-recorded myself like three different times. And so I had her come in and coach me Mm. and uh, you know, think I think thankfully thanks to her, I feel like my voice is at a better place right now, honestly, because I feel like it had, like, no confidence and stuff, Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of me keeping that in mind, and obviously looking at the podcast that I, that I love, you know, and seeing what they do, and what they pay attention to, you know, so yeah, they're not really easy to make, but I do think that they are, I, I do enjoy making them, I really, really, really do, and I enjoy, I definitely enjoy, um, Covering topics that some people have thought about, or that then maybe they talk about within their like network. But <laughs> you know, I don't think everyone's network is like the biggest network in the world. Like they can't openly talk to everyone about it. So that's also great as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, just just two observations from you know one of from your uh, you know structure of the podcast. The first is guest. I mean, like, I know it's really hard to you know reach out to someone and ask this, and you know. Uh, to talk about their uh, life and all. Uh, do you, uh, just, just just in a funny way. As I'm asking. Do you have any like foreclosure or you know uh, any agreement or something like that? Like you know we won't do this, we won't do that. Any of that. I mean like people are you know talking about their sex life. They would obviously be so careful about it. You know on the on the mic. But still, sometimes they would be like you know if the if the host is too you know uh, you know funny or something like that. They are always and you having journalism background obviously can you know <laughs> take people, you know words out of people. Obviously and in a good way saying in a good way, not in a bad way. So you can obviously, you know, take the words. So um, do you have any agreements in between anything like that? Or it's just, you know, just a word or, you know, confrontation saying that it's my word against yours, anything like that?
1: Yeah. um, Thankfully, not really. I will say that there has been moments where, um, and I think this is um. I think this is on me like I think you know I do try to do pre-interviews but then you know when you get a like a guest that you're super excited about and who has like a following um you're just like or who has like such a crazy profession you're just like oh my god I'm so excited and let's do this and then when you start talking to them you realize that they're not going to reveal they're not going to like express as much as you thought they would you know even though you kind of explain to them what the podcast was about like Mm -hmm. you kind of realize that so I've had um I've had situations where it's um I really need to try to like get stuff out of them you know and I completely respect people whenever they say like I don't want to talk about that you know but I will say it is it can be disappointing sometimes you know because you are looking for that and you're just like oh well (laughs) I feel I thought that that was what the interview was about I thought we were both on the same page you know Um, and then that like again like I think that is on me like I think that um, I need to better articulate this or really make sure to absolutely like get on the phone with everyone that I speak to and like I said you get a guest that you're really excited about and maybe their schedule is super packed and you're just like let's just schedule the interview immediately let's not even try scheduling anything in between like a conversation you know and then you realize that when you're in it but um yeah it's kind of like it's just growing pains it's something that I had to learn (laughs) while doing this is that I need to be better about that like yesterday I spent An hour or two really looking into um, guests for a specific episode that I have in mind. And so it was a lot of me like checking Twitter, Instagram, all these places, and not just like looking. Like you know, not just like finding someone and being like, "Oh, I think they're perfect, but actually like watching videos of them if there's anything mm. out there, or reading articles that they may have written, or you know, really looking through their Instagram and seeing like how you know how they speak or you know how they present themselves. Um, so that that can be time consuming, but I do think that that is uh, I do think that that is a good tip to have like a good thing to have is you know because like you like I said you'll get excited about someone and then you'll get on the you'll uh get on the podcast with them and you realize like oh they're actually not going to talk about that thing or oh like they don't want to repeat that or you know so but thankfully having had any like you know arguments or anything like that I think for me um I am a, just a very curious person. And I think that's why I became a journalist, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm here to just like really listen to them and then ask them all like the crazy questions that I have, you know? But, um, but yeah, thankfully I haven't had anything like that.
0: Oh, That's nice because you know, yeah, you're right. Because sometimes you, if you can't vibe with that particular guest, like, uh, you know, uh, then, uh, then it's, you're right. The podcast won't go like really as well as, you know, Thought, because at first I was like, how when I started my podcast around like September, I think so. Uh, I didn't actually think this through. I just wanted, you know, okay, so let's start a podcast. Like, what's going to be all over? I just started it. How I actually got my first guest is that I went to Instagram and uh, in the search tab I typed hashtag entrepreneur. That's the thing I typed, and I went to the recent tab and just DM'd every single person saying that I'm starting a podcast. I would love to have you as a guest. I just DM'd everyone. I didn't care about the followers. I didn't care about the guest. I just DM'd. I just want my first experience to be like that. And thankfully someone did, he's from India only, and he responded and he said, okay, let's get on to it, no problem. And trust me, it was a phone, actually, uh, this is my new phone, actually, it's, it's really, you know, costly, but uh, how that phone actually was, it was so cheap, uh, it, it actually had its battery blown up a little bit, because it, it was, about to explode a little bit, <laughs> it was like that. So I was, I was, okay, no problem, even if it explodes, I mean, like, I was actually a little bit of distance, uh, you know, okay, my headphones, so one big problem on that so yeah i think you know having the guest around that it's, a, it's it's really of importance and second uh, you know observation from your you know saying that the audio you had around like you know three three days something like for the training of you know your voice so how much importance do you think that the tone the tonology comes you know when it comes to podcasts i mean like if i am recording it's a business podcast obviously any tone obviously for that matters if it's something like you know true crime or uh, uh, you know, this can kind of export that, that. That requires a particular tonality, right? You know, to uh, make your audience flow through the particular uh, you know podcast. So, how much importance do you think that? Do you think it's actually really important? Like, what's the percentage of that? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important actually, because uh, you know, I have a friend who told me that she stopped listening to a podcast because of someone's voice. You know. <laughs> And then I was like, oh said that, And this was, yeah, before this was. Before, I will say that she is very particular. She's a very particular person, but um, she, yeah, when she said that, this is when I was, I hadn't started recording yet, so I was like a little spooked by that. I was mm. just like, "Oh wow, um, yeah, I guess that's something to keep in mind." And then now that I think, you know, when she said that, I was like, you know what, I do remember there was a podcast that I also didn't finish because the people kind of their voices kind of like, I felt like they were too monotone and they kind of bored me, you know? So I, yeah, I do think it's really important if you're doing like true crime podcasts, like narrative podcasts, you know, or like the podcast I'm doing right now, which is like documentary almost, you know, like when you have someone uh, explaining this and talking to you and, mm-hmm. you know, reading a script, I do think it's very important. Um, I also... Think it's important because uh, I will be honest like I looked at one of like my favorite uh, podcasts of uh, radio lab it's super big it's been around for like 13 years or something and I was looking at recent comments and um, yeah, a lot of people were saying that there's too many likes and likes and uns and ums and mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, and they're just like, you should send, there's a comment saying like, you should send maybe one of your producers to like a vocal coach or something. And that was also something on the back of my mind was like, oh, people say that, you know? <laughs> uh, so I do think that it is very important uh, because I mean, me from experience and from talking to my friend, like I have like not continued listening to a podcast because I thought it was too monotone. Uh, that being said also I do know that I still need some work to do with like I say um am a lot and I still say like I'm from I'm from Southern California I was born and raised here I'm from LA I'm from yeah. the valley so I'm a valley girl <laughs> so I know I say that a lot and it's gonna be hard to overcome that to um like to manage that but I'm going to have to you know especially if um I want listeners who aren't just in Southern California. I don't want to sound like, spe- you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like specifically only very California. I want to, I wanted to, I want to have a voice that can be uh, relatable throughout like the world, honestly
0: yeah yeah can i you know you, you bring up this you know los angeles you know your, your city that you raised and everything and you know just this curious question i actually always have and i never asked him i you know my foreigners that uh there's some there's a city you know next to los, los angeles called las vegas right las vegas what?
1: las vegas is like i think three hours away from us i think
0: yeah three hours so is it yeah. actually true what they show in the movies is, is it actually true that actually happens in las vegas Because I've seen this movie called Hangover, right? So Hangover or, you know, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's World. There are tons of movies for that. Is it actually true what they showed? Because many of my friends and even I sometimes believe that the American culture and like what they are showing in Hollywood movies is actually true. I mean, like, yeah, that's a little bit of exaggeration. I I can understand that. But at least 25%, 30% is true. So I'm asking you, you are like three hours driving. I'm sure you, you must have gone somewhere. Maybe or maybe not. Of course, you've heard of it. So Please clarify this because I, if, if my friends are sometimes asking me, dude, you are t- talking to foreigners all over the world. Just ask them. Why can't you ask them? Because yesterday I asked uh, one of my guests that, you know, this high school prom and, uh, you know, everything and stuff. Is it actually that much exaggerated as they are showing? Because we don't have anything like that. here. So most people, they really <laughs> suffer a lot because of that. So just tell just, just, just me, is it actually true or not?
1: So I, um, So I grew up, yes, I grew up in the valley and Mm -hmm. in uh, Los Angeles, but uh, I grew up in a very like predominantly Latinx community. And so it wasn't really a very wealthy community. Um, so the like the schools that I went to the public schools I went to were unfortunately pretty run down Um, the classes were uh, like just packed like we really didn't have that many resources there Mm -hmm. and I went to school with a lot of like people that aren't like basically like I'm not saying that my family had money but like no one almost no one at my Mm -hmm. school had money you know we came from like families that were uh like hustling and a lot of like immigrant families too my parents are immigrants and mm-hmm. you know it wasn't it was very common to like talk to someone there who also their parents were also immigrants so sorry that was the air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> that's me uh, so but I will say even though we weren't like a wealthy school and so it didn't it doesn't look like i don't know like gossip girl or something i will say that yeah prom was kind of a big deal for us and i used to watch tv like yeah tv shows and movies where prom was a big deal and i thought maybe this was just only for like the wealthy laguna beach kind of like schools but when prom came up like for us it was a big deal and we were actually really fortunate cuz we had our prom at universal studios uh, oh. which was like, we, yeah, I don't know how we like did that oh. I was just like, we should, I mean, it was great, but I think we should maybe have used those resources for like books and stuff because we mm-hmm. didn't have that much stuff, you know, but it was still very, very nice. And for my friends and I, like, yeah, it was like a huge, huge deal for us. Like we really, um, Yeah, we got all dolled up and stuff. And yeah, like the, you know, the trying to like find dates and like all that. Yeah, it was it was a pretty big deal. People really loved it. People who I didn't think were going to be there, like goths and stuff were there, you know, and I think it is it might have been because of like the whole prom like movie trope you know that it's a Mm -hmm. huge deal so um yeah for that was that was that was pretty big and then when it comes to like las vegas um god i'm gonna sound really boring but actually i'm not like a big fan of vegas i really don't like it like the only i think i've (laughs) only been there like two or three times one of them was for like a wedding and the other one was for to go see a concert like i just went specifically there to go see like the postal service when they had their reunion tour in 2013 like that's it like i didn't go for the gambling like i really didn't care for that but from my from like the stories i've heard for instance my boyfriend he loves vegas and he has been there so many times with his friends and like the stories he's told me yeah they are pretty obviously they're not as criminal or illegal (laughs) as like movies like the hangover But yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy. Like the stuff that he's told me, him and his friends, like the trouble that they've gotten themselves into, or just like, yeah, like it it has gotten really crazy for him. So, I mean, kudos for him. Obviously, you know, we don't want anyone to do anything um, Mm -hmm. illegal, but (laughs) yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy for him. But for me, uh, like for me personally, I really, I'm not really a fan of Vegas, really. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh I, you know you, you know because you know, when I was in my childhood, I mean like we were my friends, we were like and we were so crazy about the name itself, like Vegas. I mean like the the, the pronunciation of that actually, you know, it's really instigated us all, you know. I mean like it's it's called a paradise and you know, it's childhood, you know, fantasy and all, everything was that and you know, after the age comes, I mean like you were it's like I don't know. So yeah, that's no one of the reasons why I wanted to ask so, yeah, it's just uh, one thing before, you know, going out to the final question is that. Uh, tell us about your, you know, stats. Like, uh, how much listeners are you getting? Uh, how much, you know, uh, traffic are you driving from? Is, is is there anything, you know, in the middle of that? Just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, sure. um Yeah, I haven't really been asked that too much. I'll, I guess I'll just be transparent. Uh, so, we have two episodes out. It's only been three weeks since the first episode? Yeah, I think it's only been three weeks since the first episode. So each episode has like about 300 downloads right now, which I think is like fine. Like I think that's- It's
0: fine. It's It's actually more than than fine for those people who actually started this for three weeks down the road. It's actually more than fine. Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, okay. So I, uh, yeah, I think like I'm happy with that, you know? Like obviously, like I wish I could say it was already in the thousands, but it's not. But it's only been like, yeah, it has, hasn't been that long. And, um, and I'm proud of that. And also, um, I know that it's going to grow from there. Like, I'm definitely banking on it growing. Uh, I have been spending a lot of time on Instagram, we have an Instagram account, that the Instagram account is The one that's a little bit blowing up honestly (laughs) like that's the yeah like I when I started taking it super seriously like I was just like I made the Instagram account like months ago but I didn't post anything on it you know because Mm -hmm. we didn't have anything yet to promote so when I started promoting on it maybe like a month ago or like like five weeks ago something like that uh, we really didn't have that many followers, but now, yeah, now it's, like, compl- it keeps growing, and I'm starting to see, like, the trends and stuff, and I'm st- I'm, st- I'm starting to see that, like, in- the people that follow us on Instagram or who are liking our content, they are starting to go over to the podcast, which is, like, which is great, and so I think if I keep that up, I think that will also help it. Also, we have um, a sponsor. We have someone who, one of my best friends, has a great magazine, an online magazine she's had for years. And I actually used to freelance for that magazine Mm -hmm. back in college, actually. So her and I go way back. And so she um, has a huge – she has a pretty – big following of like instagram followers for the for the magazine mm-hmm. like they already have an audience for all the years that they've been around so she is sponsoring it in terms of like marketing re- really mm-hmm. so she is promoting it and like adding all the episodes to her like to the to the magazine and all this stuff so that's definitely has helped enormously as well um but yeah it's really it's really interesting it's also interesting to see how people gravitate to a certain like Hashtags and stuff on Instagram, yeah. you know, yeah. like for example uh, The our po- like a post that I made mm-hmm. like I, I made this like It's, it's about polyamory and um it got it's like at four hundred and twenty likes right now. It just like exploded. Like I have no idea. Like I will have things there that's like twenty likes or something, but this specifically exploded. Like all these people really liked it and then were sharing it and saving it and all this stuff, you know? And yeah, it was really it's interesting because I'm just like, okay, there's like a huge I mean, I kinda already knew this, but there's a huge polyamory community who is very um who's very like, active on Instagram and who want this kind of content that is, like, positive. It's, like, positive content about their community, you know, because the polyamory community has obviously, like, you know, experienced a lot of just, like, backlash and just, like, this isn't right or it's not real or whatever people say. And so them finding that positive community, like, was, like, I guess was great for them, so they've been like really liking it and sharing it, but it was interesting because it's like I had posts that are like twenty thirty likes, and then that one was like four hundred and twenty likes, and I'm like, okay, and um yeah, and i I really hope that like looking at those kind of stats like on Instagram is gonna help me with like obviously with the podcast because now I'm noticing there is people in these communities who want that kind of content, so like exploring that early on and like in like the next season or in the next couple months or something you know like trying trying to do that um but yeah that's our i'm pretty happy i'm pretty content with the stats that we have right now with like the downloads um i really hope that it just grows from there you know it also, will, definitely I, it will because it
0: don't i don't say that it's fine okay because it's actually hurt me it's, it's me a lot because I mean, you know, I actually doing a lot of stuff, but my main aim is not about, you know, getting listeners My for my podcast. It's uh, it's all about that. I can actually talk to a lot of interesting people around the world. And uh, here, actually, in this side, podcast is actually it's starting to, go to re- grow right now. So, you know, just, uh, you know, it's like the Gary Vaynerchuk formula, just, you know, be first and be fast. Then if you do that, and obviously, you know, it's kind of blowing up. But yeah, I mean, like having 300 downloads for that, kudos to you. So, <laughs> don't worry about that. It's really an awesome thing, yeah. Uh, so j- just, uh, you know, one thing, this is kind of an out of box question. Um, who is the last person that you actually made smile yesterday?
1: That I actually, what?
0: You actually made smile yesterday.
1: That made smile yesterday. Um, I hope my boyfriend.
0: <laughs> last person. I wow. Hope, that's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope that was him. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, we're taking this pandemic pretty seriously. <laughs> so, which is kind of, uh, annoying my family honestly because we've been taking it seriously since the beginning of this pandemic like actually I've been taking it a little seriously since before it started really like when the New York Times were like you guys need to prepare I was telling uh, my boyfriend, like, we need to prepare for this, like, we really, like, we need to, you know, and um, so we did, and we've been taking it very seriously, thankfully, and it's good to, it's just the two of us, so, you know, we live together, it's good to live with someone who also takes us seriously, because if I lived with my family, I think I would go crazy, um, because I <laughs> i don't think they're taking us as seriously as we are, so um, honestly, it's just him and I, all day, every day, not really, I mean, I try to see friends, like, maybe at a park like social distance but i'm also trying to keep that like not as frequently uh but yeah i would hope that he's like the last person i made smile we also <laughs> went to cheer to joe's yesterday and i know that we talked to the cashier so i guess that's another person that smiled but yeah
0: oh uh, you know because you know whenever i ask this question the problem obviously comes is that actually asked. the uh, who made you smile today? Actually, today is the question that I actually asked. But obviously, it's morning there, so obviously you would say that you or someone who you live with. So that's why I asked yesterday. Okay, yesterday means last person. Obviously, it will be a different person. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. actually and yeah, you're right because you know this pandemic actually you know we we are actually on uh, literally like uh, four to five months of lockdown. Okay, it's kind of lockdown, but uh, you know still people are actually daily vegetables laborers have to go out. They have to eat. They have to you know uh, do some stuff earn money so they are going out and some people we are still inside and uh, for the first two months of Loudon I didn't even you know cross my door it's actually there I didn't even cross it I just in my room I was there all day long you know for two months I was there I was about to grow crazy but unfortunately I have this you know doing freelance video editing for you know podcasters and people and stuff so I was happy to do that so yeah I can understand you know going crazy crazy with your parents I can clearly understand your point so no worries on that uh, so one uh, final thing before you know going on to closing is that um, this is something that I always ask my guest: What do you actually think is the best tip that you can provide to a fellow podcaster in order to grow according to your version?
1: There's a lot of podcasts around and we want guests and we want them, we want to have like the coolest guest possible or someone like with a relatively big uh, following. And that's awesome. But I think like before we get too excited and we get on like, a podcast with someone, I think it is important to do the research. And I think it is important to like try to, you know, get on the phone with them and make it that super like clear to them what you're going to be doing. And, you know, if you can watch videos of them, I mean, who knows, like maybe they like did a lecture once or they have like, they have an audience on Instagram and they talk to their audience, you know. Um, I think that's really, I think that is really important because you want to be really clear about the kind of content that you want. And then also you just, you want to be the one in control when you're interviewing someone, you know, obviously you, in my case, I am mostly a listener. Yes, I will ask questions, but I'm really good, you know, giving them the space to express themselves. And so, but at the same time, I want to make sure that they're giving me the kind of content that I am looking for, you know, and I think that's okay to admit, like, I think it's, it's okay to, you know, try to ask people to repeat themselves or, you know, try to ask them like this, you know, ask repeat a question really and ask them again, like, can you explain this to me? Because I think that um, while it is exciting to have like a really awesome guest, I think like you really need to think about like what you want in this episode, you know, like you need mm-hmm. to always remember that, that this is the goal of this episode and not lose it just because I don't know, just because someone went a whole different direction and you're just like, you know, what? I'll just go with that. I'll go with that. You know, I mean, sometimes that can work. But if you are if you want to have consistency, if you want to be consistent with the content that you're creating and you want your audience to, you know, feel like your podcast is reliable and it's like it's, you know, I can go there for that kind of content, then I think it's important to, you know, push for that kind of material or make sure that the guests that you're bringing in will definitely uh, meet those kind of, uh, meet the things that you want.
0: Wow, wow. that's good. That's, good. Definitely. that's definitely a great thing because, you know, coming on to a whole different kind of genre of a podcaster, I think this is the first time that people will hear about this. So I'll definitely, they will appreciate it. So uh, is there anything else you want to ask me?
1: Um. Well, how is it going with you? How are you? Are you excited about your podcast? You said this was the third episode, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's actually uh, season four of the uh, third episode. So um, I actually been doing like first season I did. It's all about the entrepreneurs first season I did. And second is all about the photographers that I did. And uh, after that, what I actually kind of, you know, stumbled, like uh, the purpose of the podcast, what to do then after all that, I just, you know, randomly invited people like talking and stuff. I kind of stumbled. And then season three was all about the podcasters it's actually going to be end, uh, ended on eleventh I think so yeah from eleventh uh, I have a last recording that will be ended um, yeah mostly i I'm having good listeners amount mostly from the u s side, not my Indians <laughs> you know because most of the podcasters are rising too much on you know the u s so I have listeners from that so you even, even if some of if some of your friends will ask me, I mean like don't you ever have an Indian on your podcast I'm like, i mean I'm not, I'm not being racist right now because I'm an Indian, I know that. But it's just that uh, you know people that I vibe with is actually more on the outside of my country because I just want to explore out their culture and uh, you know how they are actually working things out and uh, everything and stuff. So yeah, I think it's totally uh, awesome. And this will be out uh, I think uh, next month in the middle or in the last that will be uh, probably out. And I will update you everything because I actually create a lot of content out of this. You know, small content out of this, and I may even tag you. You know, like spamming every single post. I might even tag you on that. So you know, I you have to give me permission on that. So. Please don't mind on that. So yeah, I think that's actually most of my podcast is all about and uh, how I actually got excited.
1: That's awesome. That's really that's really really exciting. It's exciting to do a project on your own.
0: Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. So I just have to do a quick uh, the thing. How uh, are the takeaways? So we have the podcast. Uh, so we talked to the porn industries, how, you know, the trauma for rapists, things like that, and uh, how they're actually doing podcasts. Like they have a really good structure and you guys should check that out as well. And uh, the, you know, the guests, how they're getting onto this and their tonology, because uh, tone is something that's really important. Like she said, some podcasts, some people will actually stop listening to your podcast if you don't have quite, you know, a uh, right tone for that. And sometimes it's hard to keep up the talking because... I actually kind of have, like, you know, it's kind of hereditary for my family, kind of uh, have, like, lungs. We have a lung problem, like, you know, until this is some age, we have, like, hereditary. So my throat always dries. Whenever I talk a lot of stuff, my throat dries. Up. So, yeah, I think, you know, tones also get problem, guys. So take care of that. Well, I'll leave timestamps below so you guys can check that out. And uh, thanks so much, Nat, for, you know, coming on us. And I really like your name because, you know, it's kind of Natasha of what Avengers movie. I really like that name on that. So, uh, Thanks so much for coming out to the podcast. So is there anything else you want to convey at last?
1: No, but uh, thank you for calling me Nat. I like it when people <laughs> call me Nat.
0: <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, that's, great. that's great. So guys, thanks so much for listening. And if you have any questions, leave in the comment section below. And I will give every link in the description so that you can connect with her. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast like this, don't be afraid. It's good to go because everyone needs this and everyone is actually doing it. So if you are afraid to show the world like... Uh, what world truly actually needs at least 50% of it, then I think you are missing out a lot of things. So make sure you do that. And I'll see you guys next podcast. Thank you so much.